0: It's been nearly 15 years ago since I first learned about my guest today. I've watched from the periphery as Fabian Frederiksen has built her bold heart empire, helping women business leaders and entrepreneurs make bank while also making an impact. I absolutely love Fabian's personal mission to show women how to make their own money and the ripple effects that this creates in our world today. And we dive into that in this episode. Fabian has been a mentor to tens of thousands of women business owners. Her company has repeatedly been recognized by the media, and Inc. Magazine has named it one of America's fastest-growing private companies for the three consecutive years. But as you'll hear in our interview, the beginning of Fabian's career as a business coach was pretty humble, and one that most of us business owners can truly relate to. Fabian has a new book out called The Leveraged Business, which I am currently reading right now, and it is so good. In the book, she shares how to go from being the stressed out, maxed out, overwhelmed business owner to leveraging your systems and support so that you can actually earn more money while working less. Having Fabienne as a guest on the show was just a pure highlight for me, as I have long admired her for her business savvy and her genuine care for others. In fact, I could really feel Fabian's heart during our conversation, and I think you will too. So if you want to figure out how to leverage your business, let's get into this episode with Fabian Fredrickson. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Light Beamers, when we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Hello, hello, hello Light Beamers and listeners of the Inside Story Podcast. I have such a treat for you today. With this beautiful human being, which you can't see, but she's sitting on my computer screen with me right now, dialing in from France. And we have Fabienne Fredrickson with me today and listening uh, here for you all to listen to as. She is going to share so much brilliant wisdom about women in business, and if you guys have been following along, you know that that's a big passion of mine is really getting women to take the lead in the arena of business, and so I'm really excited about this conversation, and even if you aren't a business owner, um, I, I believe that this might spark some ideas and inspiration for you about how can you Step up your leadership in other arenas, even if you don't lead your own business. So, welcome, Fabian. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Well, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here with you, and thanks everybody for tuning in.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, so we—I want to start with just a, a little bit of an overview of of what Bold Heart is. That's your company, and that's your brand, and you know, you are a business mentor for women helping them march their way, obviously, first to their first six figures, and then moving on beyond that, getting into the multiple six figures, and then getting into seven figures. And I want you to talk about that journey a little bit. Like, it's different when you're at marching your way to your first six figures versus when you're going to multiple six and seven. And I would just like for you to kind of touch on how those how those journeys differ, but yet how they are all both so important for women in business?
1: That is a fantastic question. One that very few people actually ask. And the reason for that is it takes a different methodology to get to your first 8K or 10K a month than it does to go from that 100,000 to 250, 500, 750, and a million and beyond. So the first leg, if you will, is all about marketing and sales. The, 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 your number one priority should be how much marketing can I do to generate leads, to then close the sale, uh, to, to fill my practice with new clients and make money. So really during the day you should be working on only two things at that stage of business, what we call the growth stage of business. It's uh, working to get clients and then working with the clients. And everything else should just be put on pause. Focus, focus, focus on some sales and marketing. And then when you are at the eight to 10,000 a month consistently, the, the thing that I teach to all my women business owners around the globe is what got you here won't get you there. So, overworking, working evenings, weekends, unpl- uh, you know, just like working on vacations, uh, doing everything yourself is actually not going to work. For you to get to 250, 500, 750, and a million, you actually need to work less.
0: Mm. That is a hard one for people to grasp. It sure is. Because we have,
1: from the, the beginning stages of our business, we do everything ourselves because we can't afford to hire other people. We are what I like to call control enthusiasts not control freaks, right? Because it's going to be controlling in the beginning. You have to make a decision on everything. You are in charge of everything. It's really just you, yourself, and you. And then there's a point at which there's no more time and no more of you to go around. And most women, I'll just, I work 99% of our members are women in business. most women become the bottleneck in their company. And what I mean by that is nothing can happen without them either doing it, approving it, you know, generating it and all of that. But when there's no more time, when your practice is full, you, you, nothing moves because everything requires you. You're depleted, you're tired. Sometimes I've met so many women who come to me who are making 150,000 a year and they say, Fabienne, I'm just gonna throw in the towel. I can't do this. I, I I just can't anymore. And I say, just give me, just give me a year. Just give me one to two years. Not only will you be able to have a self-managing business that makes money in large part without you, but you can have your life back. You can go on fourteen to sixteen weeks of unplugged vacations. A year and have your business continue to grow and in that stage of business what we call the leverage stage and you know I wrote a book called the leveraged business in the leverage stage it's all about building a team that you can trust who can take stuff off your plate so you can focus on exponential growth building systems that others follow and where things don't need to be generated by you it's about leveraging your time to focus almost exclusively on exponential growth activities and also to shift your business model from one-to-one to 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 one-to-many. And those are the first four of the eight activators that we take people through in our programs to practically guarantee that they'll get to multiple six figures or seven figures. They're all outlined in the book, Um, but when you have at least those four, everything changes. You don't work as hard. You uh, actually allow yourself to be supported by other people and everything begins to run smoothly without your daily involvement. And it changes everything from w- in a woman's life.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, this resonates so deeply because, you know, just sharing my own experience and my own journey in, in business. And I've been in business for myself for a really long time. Most of, uh, You know, a good chunk of my career, um, I've been out on my own. Um, Things really ramped up a lot for me when I started specifically this business, Light Beamers, which was about roughly seven years ago. In the first two years, I wasn't even really in business. I was really doing a ton of research, audience building, community building, which, you know, was wonderful. And then through that, I began to figure out how to actually monetize it and make a living. Um, and so there was definitely a window where I was not at six figures at all. I was you know working my way there, and I definitely, you know, remember that feeling of having business coming in and 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 you know kind of getting my getting close to six figures. Maybe I was already at six figures, and just feeling what you you described it, just utterly maxed out. And I just thought there's no way I can get to multiple six figures because I have no more capacity, but I didn't know how to, how to get over that hurdle. Like, well, how am I going to bring in more business? I can't handle any more business. There's only one of me. And, um, my business coach at the time, that's, that's what she said. She said, I know you don't feel ready, but you have to hire a team. And I didn't feel like I could afford it. I didn't feel like uh, I didn't know what on earth, how would I get my brain, the things that were in my brain out because I didn't have systems in place. I didn't have processes. It was just the April's way, you know, which would make no sense to anyone else but me. And and I did. I mean, I, I heeded that advice and I f- followed her instructions and I hired, I began hiring a team, started with one person, Diane, who is still with me today. Hello, Diane. Thank you for still, you know, really, she was so critical in helping, beginning to put those systems in place, um, for me and with me. And now it, it really has freed me up, you know, to where they do so much for me and with me that I can focus on the bigger visions of the business now, you know, I can, I can spend time podcasting. I can spend time focusing on my clients, you know, and then generating business, continuing to do some sales and marketing, but um, figuring out ways to leverage it and scale it in a much bigger way, you know, than I would have ever been able to do in the beginning. So I, I just personally, I can attest that that is a really important journey to begin to make that switch. When you get to that level and once you do, then you can then see the freedom and the capacity and the spaciousness to bring more business in without feeling overwhelmed because I'm not the only one that manages that business now, you know, there's, I now have three uh, pretty consistent, you know, two full-time VAs, uh, and assistants that work with me. They're more than VAs, honestly, they're really team members. Um, and then I have a couple of part-time people that do very specific projects on an ongoing basis. And that, that's the makeup of team light beamers now, you know, so that helps us get to multiple six figures now. And of course, um, yeah, I can't wait to continue this conversation to, to talk about that piece of of continuing to grow and leverage. So in your book, The Leveraged Business, which is your newest book, and you've written multiple books, um, uh, and I, I want to, you know, kind of touch on some of those other ones too, so that those who don't know about you, Fabienne, and, and your business mentoring program, Bold Heart, and all the things that you do, um, we can we can touch on that as well. But specifically in the leveraged business, you know, it's really, it is about how to go from that overwhelmed six-figure business model to getting into to where you can scale. And this is what you talk about in the tagline. And get your life back, right? Get your life back. Um, you talk about a model, like there's eight steps you said. I know we, we won't go through all of them, but can you just give us a high-level view of what those eight steps are?
1: Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll name all of them um, so that if they peak... Uh, Your interest and you haven't read the book uh, you'll want to dive in so we we start with leverage your team Uh, We talked about that just a moment ago leverage your systems Becoming a process driven company as opposed to a personality driven company and you can still use your personality, right? I I still use mine in my business and then we move to leveraging your time Um, And and it's not that we don't have enough time. It's that we're using it uh, wrong uh, which leads us to leverage your business model and really looking. If you've got 20 clients now, you can have 200 clients and customers uh, in two years and 2,000 in five years without working more, actually working less. I know, I know some people would say, yeah, not in my business, or there's all this resistance that will come up. We're, we're in the resistance bashing business, meaning when resistance comes up, it's uh, it's – the the resistance is what keeps business owners small. So I'm in the business of changing the mindset, removing the limiting beliefs, and then taking actions. Once you have those four in place, which is what we do in the first year of our uh, 24-month program, then we moved to uh, leverage your marketing. When you've changed your business model, so that you can work one to many or have associates or have automation and technology and all this, you know, there really are countless uh, permutations of what your business model could look like to work with at least 10 times the number of clients or customers. Then we want to 10x your marketing, right? Without you having to be as present so that you can be on surround sound in your uh Ideal clients' lives, without having to be the one to carry the marketing load, and so leverage your marketing is uh, number five, and then leverage your accountability in the sense that um, you are not meant to be the only dragon slayer. Uh, a lot of times, business owners don't uh, stretch their their year-end goal, meaning. They're they're afraid to have a big goal to say, okay, I'm going to grow by 50% because they're the only ones currently driving the business. And as we talked about, this business owner doesn't have the time and equates more clients with more problems or less time. So uh, the accountability piece is where every team member's job is not just to do their day-to-day work, but also their job is to grow your business for you and with you. Uh, increase the revenues, increase the client base, and many people don't see that uh, if they're the founder of the company. They think they're supposed to be the only one growing the company. And so the accountability is where you hold everybody accountable to growing your business, and with the right people, the right team, they're gonna love it. Um, then it's leverage your differentiation and making sure that you set yourself up in the marketplace so that you have no competitors. Boldheart has no competitors. There is no one on this planet who does what we do the same that we do or better that we do it. I know that that could sound whatever it sounds, but we have our own methodologies. We have our, I've been at this for 21 years. I've made countless women uh, millionaire entrepreneurs. And so we have our way of doing this. Every single person can infuse her business with so much uniqueness that they are untouchable in the marketplace and that helps you uh, get referrals retain clients for i have some clients who are with me now for eight years and it's because they they can't go anywhere else in a sense because they grow here they get results here that they cannot and have never experienced anywhere else and it's also a feeling of home and I'll, I'll give you an anecdote because I know we talked about this um, before you hit um, record. Um, when, when you can set up your business so that people don't want to leave because they feel loved, seen, heard, they feel significant, they feel part of a family, they will treat each other like a family. And I was brought to tears the first time that I saw this. Um, I was going into our group for our members uh, online where um, all of them uh, share everything together. It's such a supportive, a deeply connected network. And uh, when you're new to the group, you come and you introduce yourself to all the other ladies and, you know, immediately people are like, welcome, so glad you're here, welcome. And, And somebody said, I can't even say it, welcome home and when you have when you provide that feeling of home for your clients and your customers that that there is a differentiation people go and stay where they are loved and when they are loved in your business maybe even more than they are loved at home or with some of their friends you are truly differentiated in the marketplace and finally leverage your lifestyle and this is a combination of hiring a second-in-command who runs your business for you. And I know at first, when you're first hearing this, you're like, who, who, who can run my business for me? What I'm here to teach everyone is that the, the person who founded the company is actually not the right person to run the company. And when you can get over the mindset, when you know exactly who to hire, hire uh, and use the bold heart hiring process to get a second-in-command who will treat your business as, if, as well as if it was her, her or his own, you can finally exp, uh, really expand the business, focus on your unique strengths, and finally create a lifestyle business. Now, most lifestyle businesses... Are what we call the laptop lifestyle. You know, it's these twenty somethings that you know go live in Bali for three months, and then they go live in wherever else for three months. And but uh, and they're not really focused on growing their impact and their business. The way we look at it at Boldheart in the in the leverage program is, you can have those fourteen to sixteen weeks of vacation. I work three hours a day, typically. Um, you can work three hours a day. You can uh, take, I take, a month here, a month there, um, and, and the business continues to grow without me. This is what all of our members are learning how to do and implementing. And when you have all of this together, not only do you like practically guaranteed April, not only do you reach seven figures and then multiple seven figures, um, but you you you're not sacrificing your life. You are showing up in the business and only doing your unique brilliance. All the stuff you love to do, you would do for free anyway. That's what you get paid highly for, while other people take care of the rest, and you have great profit in the company. You pay yourself well, and it really is the dream come true, but most most people don't know how to get there. They don't even believe it's possible for themselves. Um and if, if anybody here wants to hear what that looks like, um, they can read some of the, the the inspiring stories or watch some of the videos uh, on BoldHeart.com. There's a, there must be like a member success page or a raving fans page or
0: something like that. Yes, there's like a success stories success stories uh, link. I've already looked at it. Yeah, definitely check that out. And so that's that's those are that's the
1: the eight leverage activators. And essentially when you flip on each activator in your business, there's clarity. There's, it's like, Oh my God, I didn't know that. I didn't know that this was possible. And this is actually normal for people,
0: you know, it's a new normal. Yeah. I feel like you're just sort of dispelling some of, or, or sort of like, um, what did you call it? Like it wasn't myth busting, but you know, you're like, you're busting through those beliefs that it can't be that way and showing people that it can at each stage and level of that, of growth and leveraging stage of the business. And so I'm curious because here's the thing I've um, something sort of an inside story, right. And I want to talk to you a little bit more about your story because you know, I actually have known about you for a very long time. I have been uh, so- somewhat following you for, I want to say, easily 15 years. And I've known of you, and I have um, a best friend of mine, Tanya McLeod, who years and years and years ago she told me about you and Fabienne. You know, everything was about Fabienne, and she was she was studying under you. She was taking your program. She was attending your seminars back when they were like seminars. Or you don't even know if we do seminars anymore, but. She lives in Atlanta, and you would come through Atlanta, and she would go to your event, and she'd buy your books, and she's bought your programs. And, you know, talking with her over the years, and as we've talked and shared stories as best friends and mothers and businesswomen, you know, it, a lot would be like, well, Fabian says to do this. Or, you know, I learned this from Fabienne, and I'm like, so I've heard and known of you, and I've, I've taken a few of your trainings myself. Um, for 15 years, and there have been stages where i've I've kind of come back to see what you're doing and I've seen your business grow. I've seen the level of scale that you have put into place. And so I would love to just hear a little bit more about that whole journey for you, like what has been your story when it comes to, Building this leveraged business for you. What did it look like in the beginning? Because it didn't look like what it looks like today. When you first, you didn't even have Boldheart. That wasn't even the name of your brand when I first knew of you. Um, so, can you just give us a little, a little trip down the timeline of Fabienne and what that story has been for you? I do know you live a very freedom-based lifestyle now. You live in Paris, France, um, and. You have this really large global community, but it didn't start there. So to give the listeners a, a, a peek of what this can look like for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I started, I left corporate after eight years because I was unemployable. I just, I just couldn't I for me it was a soul-sucking existence to work for somebody else to do non-important things that didn't even matter that didn't even make make an effect on people's lives and I just I felt empty April I felt like is this really all there is to it and I had worked for that job that was my ideal job and then when I got it I'm like seriously so I left um I left I opened up a Uh, my private nutrition practice out of my home because I'd been studying uh, on evenings and weekends um, about holistic nutrition. And it was my out. And I, you know, I turned my tiny, tiny apartment in Manhattan in New York City. I got a Murphy bed, you know, the beds that go up into the into a closet. That was my consultation room. I had to make sure that my socks and my bra weren't like in the bathroom floor, you know, when people came to visit for their sessions, but I didn't have enough clients. I, I mean, my apartment back then was 1400 a month and that was 21 years ago. And I just remember being like, I'm really good at what I do. Like the people are getting great results, but I just don't have enough of them. And it was like, go back to corporate or figure it out. And I was like, oh my God, white, what is it that Napoleon Hill called it? White hot desire. I had no choice. It was, it was sink or swim. And I had to swim because I wasn't going back to having sales quotas and all that jazz. And so I figured I created for myself, I'm like, I'm giving you the shortened version, but I, I created for myself uh, based on so much trial and error, mostly error, a client attraction system for myself. Um, and that was the old name of my company it was Client. And, and I filled my practice, practice to full capacity, 31, 32 clients within eight months of creating my client attraction um, process. And, I, and then other people started saying, how did you do that? And what I've learned is um, there is a recipe that when you follow a process you can fill your practice to full capacity you can get to 10k a month consistently no matter what your business is no matter what industry you're in no matter who you are, what you look like, what your education level is you can get to 10k a month and I don't know if you know this but if you make a hundred thousand a year in your own business you're in the top 5% of all entrepreneurs
0: a whole nother thing I want to get into after you share your story. Cause that's yeah, where I'm going to go next. You know what? Yeah. We need
1: to talk about that. Women need to make their own money and lots of it. And I have very strong thoughts about this. So more on
0: that. Yeah. We're going to put that in the pin board. We're coming back to that. Cause I have it in my notes and it's definitely where I wanted to drive this interview. So we're coming back to that. I promise. All
1: right. So, so then, I, I mean, I realized like nutrition was great, but I was tired of telling people how to cook brown rice so it doesn't stick in the pot and how to make tofu, you know, taste good. It was good. I was changing people's lives, but I, I loved the marketing. I loved it because I was, I knew that I started making my own money and, I just, and and all these other people were curious. They were good, but they just were never taught how to get clients so i started becoming a business coach on the side because this one client of mine i still remember her deborah she was a personal trainer who came and she we did the nutrition course together the six months and she's like i want to sign up again i'm like but deborah i already taught you everything she's like no i want you to teach me how you market i was like but i'm a nutrition person she's like would you please use our sessions? I'll pay for the whole thing again. Use our sessions and teach me your your growth process so I can fill my practice. I was like, I would love to. And then this other gal in Long Island, uh, New York, asked me to. And then this dentist. And then and then this woman in, in, in Boston. So we started working on the phone. I didn't have to worry about my bra and my socks. And, and this whole thing just started. So no more nutrition. I became... A business coach a little business coach on the phone 30-minute sessions you know once a week and I filled my practice using the same client attraction system that I now teach like as a robust um, you know practically guaranteed to fill your practice just do what I said just show up and do what I say and you will fill your practice and and get to six figures and and then I just kept raising my rates but it's the line just kept getting longer, the waiting list. So I started just to give you the whole play by play. I started thinking, okay, let me take what I have my intellectual property and let me provide it to different people in different ways. And at first it was a one day workshop and April, it would boggled my mind. I charged 200 bucks, For a day, to teach my entire system, 22 people came. I made $4,400 in one day. I was like, this is crazy. This is amazing.
0: You made your rent and then some in one day.
1: (laughs) And that was 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. So different now with technology and everything that's available to us. Like, we have no excuse, right? But, like, even back then, you were doing it even without Zoom and all this stuff that we have now, right? Yeah.
1: And then I started doing boot camps and I would make about fifteen dollars to $20,000 each time I did a 10 week boot camp. So I started doing those four times a year, maybe even more. And so I, you know, all of this, I started, I got to six figures and then one day. So now I was married. I had the first of my three kids. So I did all of this, getting to a million with babies at home. Like this isn't, you know, you see a lot of successful women coaches. They don't have children or they didn't have children, you know, there's a whole different way of showing up when you have kids, little kids, especially. So backtrack. I used to call my husband every time I got a new client, I would say, honey, I'm bringing home the tofu. Cause that was our way of saying, it. I got a new client. I know cheesy, but that was our thing. And we would have champagne that night. And one day I called him and I said, honey, I'm bringing him the tofu. And, he, and there was silence on the line. And I was like, are you okay? Are you there? And he goes, yeah, but I think maybe you have enough clients. And I just want to say, like, Derek Fredrickson is the most amazing man, always supportive to this day. Um, and he's like, we never see you. Because I was working weekends and even bringing my laptop on vacations and, and you had ready. this
0: family, you had this family now I think this really resonates because I think that I talked to so many women, especially women in business who come through some of the programs that I offer. And there's this feeling of, I can't have both, you know, there's this limiting belief that if I, if I build the seven figure business, it will come at an expense of, the lifestyle that I want to have with my family I want to be a mom, I'm a mom first and I can't, I, we were just on a call yesterday with one of our clients who literally was like I can't, I can't charge that because then that means I'm going to have to provide all this extra stuff to charge at that level and then that means I mean this was her thinking right, that means then I'm never going to be here for these three kids that are her number one priority and we spend a lot of time debunking some of that thought process right like well number one you're charging actually what you're worth and the value of what you bring you don't have to add any more to what you're already offering you just need to bring the the charging you know your your pricing up to meet what you truly offer and what you what the results that you deliver and you can do this in a way that our word yesterday was spaciousness You can do this in a way that creates spaciousness, of course, a lot of what you've already talked about, you know, getting some support and, you know, working with inside, you know, some containers around having boundaries around your calendar. Um, And so I think this is a big one for women. And you even, you know, you experienced it like, oh, I gave everything I have to my business and then therefore I left the family behind. And that's a big fear for a lot of women.
1: Yeah. And and it's a non-negotiable for us, right? Because so you do have some corporate women that I know who who leave at 7 and come home at 7, and they they really don't, other than a quick dinner and, you know, putting the kids to bed, but they go right back with so many most entrepreneurial women until they learn and actually apply everything that we're talking about today. Um, they'll go back to their, to their computer after dinner. Now, how, how is that going to be good for the marriage, honestly? I mean, you know you need to feed the thing you want to grow, right? Feed your family, feed your feed your loving relationships, etc. So, um, I forget where we were, but
0: Well you were coming home and, and your husband was saying, Well that's great, you got another client, but like what about us?
1: <laughs> yeah, what about us and how big do you want to grow? And here's the thing, I was watching other people um that I knew making like 50K a month, 80K a month. And I was like, how the hell is she doing that? I knew I wanted to, I knew I was meant for more. I just didn't know what I didn't know about everything that I now teach and put in the book. And so I had to go and find it out. And I had to learn here and learn here and learn here and all these different places um, to put together the, the process that would have me grow my impact my income my business and my downtime and it was not being taught all in one place and so I I did it for myself following the eight leverage activators I just talked about those that are in the book and I, I remember the day it was October of 2008 so I've been at multiple seven figures a year for 13 years now no maybe even more it's, you know, what I'm great at some things, not math, but it's been a long time.
0: <laughs> but 2008 was when kind of you, you you crossed over a line that was significant? I
1: crossed the million dollar mark in 2008 while the rest of the financial world was crumbling. Right, that was crumbling. I, yeah. Yeah. My husband's coworkers were being laid off by the thousands. And I remember in, in that October, I called to my husband and I said, honey. I think, I think we just crossed a million dollars in revenues. Not like sales, like sell today and and
0: no money you know, brought in. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's like literal money in the real bank. Real money in the bank. <laughs> yeah, it was a million in the bank, but you know, like
0: over the okay. course of the year.
1: Yeah, real money, real money. And he goes, "You did?" I'm like, "I did." Holy cow! He goes what do we do? I said, I think we need to open some champagne. (laughs) But let me share this with you. And this is what I've taught countless women over the years. We all focus on the number a million. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was the most anticlimactic thing. It honestly was just like another day at the office and that we, like so we had the champagne and he said congratulations, and I'm sure we gave each other a big hug But the money isn't the thing and I might get a little moved by this the money is not the thing The thing that is worth celebrating is who you become in the process it is you you figure out what you're made of and you realize that you had to overcome resistance procrastination the naysayers you had to dig deep shift your self-image of what you think is possible for yourself you had to you had to have mental strength uh, and and learn how to work with other people like a team like you know there is no such thing as a self-made millionaire entrepreneur woman it doesn't exist you, nobody is a self-made millionaire and, and what happens, April, is like you are so deeply proud of who you are as a person. Um, the money isn't the thing. Yeah, so I went out and I bought the car and I bought the, the handbags and the shoes and and all of that. And then, you know, I got that out of my system. And and it's still to this day not important. It's, it's what I teach in the Leverage Your Lifestyle Activator is time is your greatest currency and who you spend it with doing what you really want to do, impacting people's lives, but also, um, loving your life is actually what really matters. So, so that's why I moved to Paris with my husband and my three children five years ago, we were doing it for one year. (laughs) <laughs> and then we sold our house in the U.S., and now we're, we're, uh, we're buying a house in Provence. So we're going to be living in Paris and Provence. My daughter is uh, a new freshman uh, in London at university, and we're going to spend more time there. And I share all this because um, you get to have, when you grow your business to whatever, as you're listening to this, whatever level you can only dream of, and I assure you, you can go bigger than what you dream of, while without sacrificing your life. I promise you, without sacrificing your life. Whatever, maybe you want to just, uh, just, you know, spend more time with your kids. Maybe you want to teach Sunday school. Maybe you want to start a new business. Maybe you want to travel around the world. Maybe you want to build schools in Africa, like we have. Whatever your thing is, getting your business. To, to a million a year, yes, it's possible. Yes, I can show you how. A million a year actually gives you the time, the, the freedom of time, the freedom of location to, to really live out your life full out. And to be an example to the people who look up to you in your life and otherwise. Like my children think it's perfectly normal to have three or 400 clients. My son who's 16, he makes his own money already. He's making or 500 a month. He has his own business. He went through my my program, the growth track, and he's making his own money. Every one of my kids knows they need to make their own money and lots of it. There is no other way, in my opinion only.
0: Well, that takes us perfectly into that that thing we put in the pin board, which is why this is so important for women to make their own money, and then more importantly, even that, like make lots of it, right? Like go ahead and be the million dollar business owner because it's available to you. It was available to you. It was available to the people that you modeled your business after, like all the different mentors that you've hired over the years that helped you piecemeal your own system together, right? It's been possible to all of the other women that have gone through your program that, as you said, you have made millionaires, you have helped them build their million dollar business,
1: the feminine way i just want to say also that's another topic right that's another
0: topic yeah it doesn't have to be hard it doesn't have to be grungy it doesn't have to be hustle you know you i mean just the way that you've even described so much of it so far is about that feminine leadership right like letting it feel full of flow and feel rewarding and have a level of impact that makes us feel good and building team members that we truly want to link arms with that We're not the boss of them. We're we're truly like visionaries together. Like we're going to build this together. And so, you know, that's so much about how we as women like to show up. And it's like the very fact that you got emotional, you know, kind of sharing that story about someone being welcomed into your community and the other members saying, welcome home. That means something to you, you know, and that's that feminine style of leadership that we do want to build community together. We do want to link arms. We want to see each other win. You know, I have a philosophy in my business and a whole program that I've built around it, around the acronym of GROW, um, G-R-O-W, and it's giving, receiving other women. And I believe we give and receive to each other. Like I learn from my coaching calls with other women, like as I'm helping them, I am receiving and I implement things that they, they spark ideas. And I'm like, Oh, I needed that today. Thank you. And I take it, you know? Um, And so we share our stories So that we can build that community together and help each other grow. Um, You know, I know that it's like, it's just like a big cheerleading system, the way, the way really feminine leadership should be. But specifically talk a little bit more about how important it is for, you know, you're such an advocate for women making their own money and making lots of it. And you bought the shoes and the car and the handbag. But like you said, you got that out of your system. I have a goal to be a million dollar business owner, but not because I want to buy more shoes. I don't even, I'm not even a shoe person. Um, It's really about the impact that I want to make. You, oh man, like I think about that. Like who would, who would I have to become, you know, what type of woman do I need to be in order to achieve that seven figure business level and beyond, I have to be different than the person I am today. And I have to constantly be asking myself, who do I need to be today in order to make those goals happen? And that's what pushes me. And so I love that you said that was really what it was about, was how much you had changed and how much you had grown and how much you had done the investing in yourself um, and the impact that we get to make.
1: I'll share with you the whole foundation under... The belief of why women should make their own money and and just just so i can balance it i bought the shoes the this the that but i also built 26 schools in kenya so you know i there's a little bit of both it wasn't just about the accumulation no i mean come on to whom much is given turn around and give to you know people who who may not be able to build their own classrooms and and things like that so there's there's a little uh, there's a hefty balance um, what I want to say is that I've, I've worked with tens of thousands of women business owners in the last 21 years and I've done countless but we're probably on 23 three-day events where I'm on stage from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. three full days I'm the only person talking in, in, in high heels I have seen thousands and thousands of women come up to the mic. And, and I've talked on Q and A's and in small rooms. And I, I listen, I talk to women for a living. And there is, I'm going there. There is a real thing called the economic imprisonment of women around the globe. And here's what I mean. When women make their own money, and lots of it and for one woman it that may be five thousand a month that's a lot of money to one woman who doesn't even have that now so it doesn't need to be a million I know that sometimes it's too much of a stretch if you told me that in my early days that I, I would be making that much even five hundred thousand even two hundred thousand I would have thought you're on drugs so it was too far away so even if five thousand a month is considered lots of money Uh, that's good. Like I'm, I'm, that's, that's wonderful. When women don't make their own money, they don't have a voice or a choice. Now, if you think about the most dire circumstances, women who are in a toxic relationship, I've heard this story so many times up at the mic. So many times women have taken me off to the side and said, I need you. I need you. And they can't leave. They can't get their kids out because they don't make their own money. Where are they going to go? What are they going to do? Right? So that's one scenario. You have women who are in a toxic job. They don't make their own money. They can't leave. They're beholden to something else or somebody else. They need to make their own money. And then they have, they have a choice. And then there's the idea of the voice. Right? Even fit, even fantastic relationships, and marriages, when the woman doesn't make as much money, she doesn't usually have the last say. The one, our society is built so that the one who brings in the most makes the final decision, and so she doesn't have a voice. And so what, I have a saying, and it sounds a little rude at first, but um, I really don't mean it uh, in the rude way. Uh, I don't need Derek Fredrickson. I choose him every single day. He is the love of my life. He is my everything. But I don't need him financially. Whereby, I would say, so many people, so many women, are in compromising situations, even when they're happy, even when they're super affluent, because they're not making their own money. So, um, and my mother worked, and, and my parents divorced, and... She was able to to get herself um, on the ground uh, off the ground, whatever it is whatever the expression is, um, because she had a job. she had she had her own business. and so there is a thing about being self-employed versus working for somebody else is that there is no cap to how much you can make,
0: right? Like there's no gas glass ceiling in this arena of women owning their own business and being their own entrepreneur and building the dream, you know, the business of your dreams and the life of your dreams. There literally is no glass ceiling.
1: The only, the only glass ceiling is your, your belief system.
0: Yeah. The mentality.
1: Right. And your, and your, and your, uh, inability to move past resistance, whether that is fears or, um, the, the current situation when you have, especially when you have mentorship, you know this because you've gotten mentored, Um, when you have mentorship, when you have a community of other women, an intentional community, not an accidental community, but other women who are uh, working to get themselves to a better place, if you have the right uh, marketing, the right sales training, If you can leverage a team leverage your systems etc there is no limit to how much money you can make even if that feels hard to hear right now for some people who are not who can't wrap their brain around that so my thing is it's like okay so you have women who are imprisoned financially in different situations around the globe, they write me DMs on Instagram. They they, they they pull me to the side. They write emails in and they say, if I do this, I'm going home to a fight. So, yeah, I teach my children, make your own money.
0: It, it's so important. Um, and it really is, you know, the ultimate meaning of, of, of women being liberated is, is, you know, is finding not only the support at home and finding the you know, the Derek Fredericksons, the Kyle Pertwees of, of the world that, you know, do support women in business. I'm so thankful. I have a husband that's very much, um, you know, in support of me doing whatever I want to do and can do and, and you know, doesn't feel threatened by any type of money that I make. Um, in fact, there was, a, there was a particular moment on my business journey where I really looked at the most money that I'd ever made. Um, and I realized how small I was, you know, living and I decided because at that point, my husband had always been more of the breadwinner, right? And I think that's a lot of women out there. That's a lot of women that the husband is the breadwinner. And how often do we hear that? How often do we say I'm the breadwinner of the family for women? That's not a a phrase we say very often. And I remember a very specific moment in my internal thought process of sitting here and and thinking, you know, if he's made that much money, why don't I see if I can make that much money? You know, like I just made it a game and a challenge. And I didn't even tell him this until much later when I was actually making that much money. Uh, But I said, you know, I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to debunk this limiting belief, this this ceiling that I've created on my own income, and I'm going to see what it looks like to achieve that goal. And that was pretty revolutionary for me at the time, as a as a businesswoman, <clears throat> to um, to put that into pl- to play, you know, because now I had something really concrete to go after, and it wasn't in terms of like I, you know, it wasn't competitive. It was just like it was a personal goal to me, to match my husband's income, and. To say we're both the breadwinners, you know, and this is a very collaborative effort that we're making in our businesses. And that feels really, really good and richly rewarding to me. And, um, you know, and I have that support, but I know a lot of women that's going to really resonate because that imprisonment is so real. It is so real. You know, I know that we could talk for just hours and hours and hours, um, and there's much that I know you're sharing inside this book, The Leveraged Business. And of course, we're going to link it up as well as your, your boldheart.com website and all the ways that others can follow you and begin to just continue to learn from your wisdom. Um, as I said, it's been so fun for me to follow you over the years and actually just get to sit here and actually meet you face to face is such a delight. And I just so appreciate you saying yes to this podcast interview. I think that, you know, again, there are a lot of business gurus out there and there are a lot of, um, you know, people that teach, you know, business leadership and getting to seven figures and all of that. But it's really finding people like you who do teach it from this feminine leadership way Uh, That it can be soulful, it can be impactful, it can be rewarding, it can be um, fulfilling. And we get to like cheer others as you see them in your community, having that growth and leveraging their business and having the success and it not be competitive, you know, very much community over competition. And you embody that completely. So thank you for the way that you show up in the world, Fabian. I sent you a message on LinkedIn recent, recently, and I just said, thank you for the way that you show up in the world. And I genuinely mean that because I've watched you over the years and you always show up like that.
1: Thank you. That means so much to me. Thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: Yes. What a, just a delight to have you. And thank you for um, being that woman that teaches other women how to do this. Thank you for paving the way. Thank you for going and finding all the components and putting them together in this, in this, you know, eight point system, this model that you teach in the book and in your program. Um, and then just being the leader of that so that other women can have it too. So it's so important. And I just um, want to send you off in love today. I know that there are many things going on in your, in your life right now. Uh, you, you have a, a father that was literally getting out of a hospital today. So you have a lot going on. So we just send you off with love and prayers today. Thanks so much for being with us. And everyone, please follow Fabian Fredrickson, her Bold Heart Movement. And if you want to find out more, check the show notes and get all the links that we are providing for you so that you can connect with Fabian.
1: Thank you so much for
0: having me. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Everyone have a great week. We'll be back next week with another episode of the inside story. See you then. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too, so be sure to join my free community on Facebook, The Lightbeamers Community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you.